Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Jace Bellerin Must Die, episode number seven, in fact. And frankly, I'm surprised he's not dead yet with how effective this crew has been at. Oh. Uh, well, I guess uh, you've been pretty effective at, like, hiding in alleys and, and flirting with NPCs, so that's good. It's going great. Why do you it's hurt me really so early? <laughs> Listen, we got to start off. personally start attacked off. on this one, yeah. but yeah. You know what? It's fine. Just go off. It's fine. It's totally fine. So, uh, in our defense, if Jake Bellerin were here, that's true, he'd be dead. Yeah, probably. Someone, someone in the comments for the last episode of the episode before, it was saying that for them, the ultimate conclusion of this would be that Jace Bellerin dies by like slipping and falling in the shower, like outside of the campaign completely. <laughs> yeah. And you all just get falling to attend. My grease trap. Yeah, you just attend his funeral, like, well. Problem we solved, did. everybody. Mission accomplished. <laughs> we did it. But Whittaker, how no, do you cast that spell to make that banana disappear in his It's back? just the um the season fa- the series finale of Six Feet Under, where just like that slow song plays in the background. We see Jace Bellerin in his car and like what his future holds. <laughs> his kids and growing old. <laughs> uh, yep. 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 Well. That's, uh, I'm making notes. We'll see. We'll see where we end up. <laughs> Though, actually, looking at uh, some of the upcoming magic stuff, I'm a little worried that that uh, Wizards has stolen my idea and that Jace is going to die in this new expansion. Oh, wow. Don't do it. I need him. He's part of the premise of the show. <laughs> do not take him away from me. Um, alternate universe. Him. There yeah, we go. That's true. That's true. Or they're surprising us and we're in the magic again. <laughs> And they're just watching along, being like, "Yes, that seems seems likely." I feel like, yeah, I feel like all four of these characters would make excellent magic cards. I think it would be vinegar. A two to cast, <laughs> two to cast one one. It's, it takes three turns to attack. Winninger is one of those. Winninger is one of those cards where you like tap him to deal one damage to any target, but also he deals one damage to you by accident. Yeah, yeah I don't know anything about magic, so tack is a Yu-Gi-Oh card that got slipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, tech tech would be tech would be one of those cards from one of the sets that's like a gag set where it's yeah. like oh, when, yeah. when when you play tech, jam as many cookies as you can into your mouth and for each cookie <laughs> yes. for each cookie you can eat deal one damage to any target. Yes. Exactly. Tack is just like from uh, a Cards Against Humanity set and like somebody has drawn yeah. them onto the card with like permanent marker. You know, when I was when I was a kid, we used to we used to do that because I I grew up in what I, I would consider to be the heyday of collectible card games, and so there mm-hmm. were a lot of them for like everything, and so we'd mm-hmm. have well-meaning relatives buy us packs of stuff and be like, "I got you some magic cards," and we're like, "These are wyvern cards, Grandma," and she's like, "That's right, <laughs> they got a dragon on them," and we're like, "Okay, sure, <laughs> wyvern cards." So we'd end up with all these random card games. Do you got the receipt? Yeah, and just like mush them together into a deck and be like, all right, let's see if we can play a game based on whatever the rules are for the card you're playing at the time. Very, very complicated and not fun in any meaningful way. But yes. Activated my trap card. Attack would be the accidental card from the wrong game. Just stuck in Absolutely. there for some reason. It's an Uno card. It's a reverse board. <laughs> <laughs> Novelty poker set. Perfect. <laughs> 
<laughs> good, good. I love it. Well, if anybody is feeling enterprising, uh, magic cards of these characters would please me a great deal. There, mm-hmm. there's you can make them on online, right? There's like generator magic card oh, yeah. generators, proxy sure, sites. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited okay. for the hurtful thing they make Rhodes' ability. Right. <laughs> I don't want. I, I think Torgor should not even say his name, but it's to say Rakdos Loot Minotaur, mm-hmm. like a like, like a random like sort of option that's just present. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Rhodes' ability would definitely be like leave combat, take a bath, come back two hours later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deal one damage. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, if your bath artifact is out on the playing field, like, except, <laughs> except that road road road's one of those flip over cards, and when you summon when you summon the jumpsuit and equip it for road, then she becomes yes. super powerful. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm all in. <sighs> I feel like Winnegar's photo would ha- would be like mostly Torgor's arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Torgor's arm right here. Winnegar's like this. Wait, are you like the Mike Wazowski of this? <laughs> I think so. I think so. You absolutely. I'm so into it. Oh my god. I love it. I love it more oh than anything. God. I feel like yeah. I feel like that that conversation like for for groups that play that play Magic or are familiar with it at all. Uh, that's the inevitable, the same inevitable thing as like which alignment would what media personality be. Like watching a TV show and being like, "Well, Robocop is clearly lawful evil and not lawful neutral, right?" Like the, ma- the yeah. like, what magic card would this character be, or what would they be like if they were a magic card? Is an inevitable nerd conversation. It's just it's a given. It happens. Uh, and you know what? I'm here for it. It's it's appropriate for this show. Um, I wanted to I wanted to to take a second and and check in with everybody, see how we're all doing, what everybody's been up to, and I want to start with Carlos because I know Carlos, you may have to vanish at any moment. Um, <laughs> I yes. assume your I assume your your need to vanish has nothing to do with the fact that you were in where are you Ve- Vegas? Yeah, I was in Vegas. How, how for, was that? It was so fun. Yeah. So we had uh, Roll Twenty had a retreat, the company retreat, and so everyone works like offsite, like in different states all over. Um, so some of us haven't even met. Like I only met one or two people. I think prior to them, there's. 20 people in the company. So there's people I webcam with and uh, people that I write messages on Slack to, but I've never met them in person and I got to meet them all uh, this weekend. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, so we all had a blast. It was, it was a lot of work. Like, don't get me wrong. We were in like a conference room for like 10 hour days, uh, just like working out stuff. But then uh, I got to see those weirdos like sing karaoke and um, uh, I saw a photo. I saw a photo of Dean with the enormous stuffed cat head oh. at some point. I don't. So Dean, uh, Dean works in licensing. Um, they live in New Orleans mm-hmm. and they have a giant cat head, like a la Dead Mouse or something. Uh, just to, just to clear this up, Dean has a normal human head. They just oh, also yes. have. They have a stuffed cat head. Just, just in case, English is a complicated language, and I just want to make sure everyone's clear. Dean's head is not the head of a cat. Just so we're all okay. Dean, Dean brought this giant cat head to Vegas. They instead of uh, having a bag to pack their stuff, they packed their stuff in the cat head and brought it to Vegas. Uh, So there's just all these pictures of Dean in the casino or on the strip, just walking around with this cat, which I guess is not allowed in Vegas. Because yeah. they kept getting stopped by the cops like over and over again. Because you can't have giant cat head. Yeah, something over your face. 
But it was a lot of fun. Like we went to, you know, average nerd stuff. Like more than gambling, we went to like a neon sign museum. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen that in a, I saw that in Step Up the movie. I know oh, exactly really? what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. It Sorry, was that was not cool. helpful in this conversation. <laughs> yes. No, it was I very know. cool. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I took tons of photos. But yeah, and we just played board games. And I think the funniest thing that I have is I have five different videos of um, of people playing Overcooked on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Like four people playing so Overcooked good. on the Nintendo Switch, but they would lose. And then they would huddle up and try to come up with like, all the project managers would try to like figure out the best way <laughs> to like delegate stuff. And I'm like, Oh wow. You guys can't leave work anywhere. <laughs> it was just like, okay, your primary job is flipping is making burgers, but in your downtime, you need to be washing dishes. <laughs> that like was a project manager's job interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you make these four people beat this game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always I always love seeing that, like playing playing role playing games with people and watching patterns from the rest of their life bleed into like whether it's their job or their hobbies or bleed into their into their play. It's it's always Mm -hmm. so good because I think I mean, I don't want to say this. I want to say this too pointedly for this group in particularly, but I think that you bring a lot of your your own personality and stuff to your characters. And so you're like, yeah, cool. I'm going to try and, and be somebody that I'm not. I mean, it's bad for me. I always play assholes. So I always wonder, I'm like, I should just stay in the GM's chair. So I have lots of, I can spread that vibe around. Because if I'm forced to play one character, I'm like, they're just going to be the worst. It's going to be all of that in one person. Um, but it is funny watching there the, the way that, like, like you said, project managers are like, yeah, I'm going to take on a backseat role and like help everybody else succeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The funniest part, we played Secret Hitler. I don't know. Have you ever played Secret Hitler? It's so fun. I'm so good. Oh, Oh, that's such a good game. Well, I was not Hitler, okay? I definitely wasn't Hitler. But for some... And I did nothing to make it seem like I was Hitler. Which inevitably means everyone assumed that you were. That's how that game works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I was just like, oh, yeah, it's definitely this person. And everyone's like, no, you're a liar. I'm like, no, it totally is. Look at what they're doing. And then someone stood up. Someone stood up and was like, I don't trust this scumbag. And like, points right at me. I'm like, oh my God. I love games like that. I love games where I can like, so doubt. I had the opposite problem because my, I played it with my family and I was Hitler. And afterwards, my mom was like, wow, I didn't know you could lie that well. I'm, oh, sorry. Man. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> I won. Games like that, like in Battle, this Battlestar Galactica game where people are Cylons and things like that. If I'm not a Cylon, I'm still going to act like a Cylon. Because yeah. I'm kind of like, I could still be a Cylon next time. So they're. So- yeah. Their, their follow-up game, the, the thing I, I do enjoy, I, I, I enjoy games like that, but in a group setting, I, they can be very overwhelming because as Carlos pointed out, there's a lot of pointing and yelling. Uh, and I, I tend to be like, okay, yeah, I'm Hitler. Yeah. I'm done. I'm going to go. 
I don't want to play with this anymore. But they're, <laughs> don't yell at me. Their follow-up, don't yell at Hitler. Do. He's, he's bad. Yell at him. Always um, yell at him. Yeah. But in their, in their follow-up game, it's a two-player game, and you play it in five minutes, a five-minute two-player game called Inhuman Condition. And it's just the Voight-Kampf test <laughs> from Blade Runner. And so one, one person is an investigator, and one person may or may not be a robot, and it's the job of the investigator to decide if this person is human or not after a five-minute conversation. It's so oh fun because it's very focused and very intense, and there's not a lot of yelling. I don't. Oh, I'd hate that. No, no one has ever yelled at me in that no. game. Not. I, not like I really, I really dig that. Yeah. Prolonged like, eye contact. No. Oh, it's yeah. It's, I think playing with perfect. us would be terrifying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those kinds of games are fun because they feel like they. They sort of border on being like a little bit of a LARP, especially in human conditions, because it gives you like a role where it's like you're a construction worker or you're a uh, a failed uh, diplomat or whatever. And so you kind of like, depending on who you're playing with, there's a degree of, of role playing that goes on. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to role play awesome. in Secret Hitler. You don't want to. Yeah. Not, you don't want to do that. No. <laughs> no. Because if you do it well, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Carlos, you didn't have an Austrian accent before we started playing, so... <laughs> I'm just trying to get into character. Well, all right, game's over. <laughs> yep. Yep, good stuff. Well, I think Carlos wins on the most most interesting thing done with the cat nice. heads and the Vegas. I don't know, anybody <laughs> else get up to anything good? TK, how's your show going? How's the how's the uh, Oh, Tales from the Mist. Um, we are having our finale this Friday. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited about, about that. that. Yeah, we're very excited. And then going to hang out at the, the D&D live stream. So that'll be cool. We got costumes and stuff. Uh, cool. Very pumped. Very pumped. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So do you, when you're doing a finale of the show, mm-hmm. now, now this is a season finale with the intention to to return, or is this a finale with maybe a renewal like how how final is your your finale i don't know if my yeah. showrunner is watching so i can't say <laughs> right okay so i mean that's that's an answer too like i don't know because i've been in that position yeah. as well yeah yeah so when you go in to do the to do the episode like what is your what is your goals for a finale versus like a regular episode? Like what do you want to accomplish when you, when you do um like hypothetically that? we will be if we were doing multiple seasons, hypothetically, we would be doing one classic Ravenloft module a season. Yeah. So the adventure is ending and then they will be sucked into the mists. Mm-hmm. Um and then hypothetically, if there were more seasons, right, they would, they would be yeah. deposited in a different domain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But you would intend to go forward with the same, like the same characters and mm-hmm. the same base. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And there would hypothetically be an overarching storyline that ties all the modules together. Mm-hmm. In theory. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So it's like a wrap up on the current thing. Hopefully, like mm-hmm. concise enough that if there is no return, then then you've got like a finished story unit. But yeah. with this open ended, I think that's very challenging to do. To like. It- it people, is a little yeah like uh, it's i'm not I'm not saying you're not going to do it i'm sure you will oh, i've seen you jam but um i i feel like that's that's a big challenge to put in front of you to both give people a solid feeling conclusion but mm-hmm. also leave space for for like well, maybe we'll come back without it feeling like a like 
to be continued? Question yeah, mark? without without it being like one of those things where you're sitting there watching the end of the Tenth Kingdom, and they're like, "But that's for our next story." And then it's like, "Ha They thought they were going to make more of these." <laughs> there's there's a very special that. anxiety that happens when you you watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And you realize that things have not cleared up and you're looking, you're watching, you're like, this has been going on for an hour and 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. What the oh, hell? Yeah. And then it ends. You're like, no, they don't want to watch another movie in two and a half years. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like, I do get into meta brain sometimes when I'm in like the movie theater and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> coming mm. up on the last 20 minutes of this movie, huh? Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on because um, i had a large combo <laughs> like it's been three hours yeah, <laughs> like, let's please god <laughs> uh yeah it. so with ours um feast of goblins was the module that we did which mm-hmm. is a very long Ra- ravenloft module yeah, i didn't yeah, yeah. do the whole story because frankly um Acriel is unlikable and her and the the whole thing where they're like, oh, we're trying to take over the whatever is I don't care about that. What I do care about was like a one sentence throwaway scenario that I read the first time I read through it, where they find a woman in the catacombs and she's like, and she has been she's been kidnapped from her home um, because the main villain is using like young women, beautiful young women in the area to prolong her youth. But like okay. nobody talks about it the entire module. So I made that the main story. Right. Yeah. So that's now wrapped up. Essentially, there's going to be a boss fight in the in the fi- finale. They know who did it. They know what happened to everybody. And so, for the main, because that is the main story, there's not really a lot of loose ends. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's nice. That you're able to kind of like wrap that up. I tend yeah. to I tend to add way too much like side content to stuff. And so, oh my gosh. for me, it's about being like, all right, let me write a list of all the loose ends, and let's try to let's try to finish those out. Let's try to make yeah. sure that. We, we wrap that up in my in my um, notes whenever I'm prepping and stuff I have a column specifically for side quests that are being wrapped up that episode or like side story that's being like wrapped up that episode or being introduced that episode so I have a lot of things like who is Thaddeus scratch like question mark oh we're going to look at his backstory today type stuff do tiny you, goals do you have anywhere or have you had the opportunity to like just sit down and and like talk about your process or like like is this something that is available for people because i feel like you get a ton of you get a ton of insight and i feel like if if the answer to this is no i want to solve that problem i'm gonna be like <laughs> let's interview tk and you can tell us all about this because it's interesting um i was i was interviewed on dragon talk last week we talked a little bit about dming and then yesterday i was interviewed with uh drunks and dragons is it mm. mm-hmm Drunks and Dragons, is that correct? Oh, no. I'm so- Geekly Inc. Um, we talked with them last night, and they asked me a lot of DM stuff. But part of like my reluctance to give any DM advice is that this is my sh- first show that I'm DMing. And I've been DMing for a year. So this is like my first like public DMing thing. So it's like, I don't know if it works yet. Get out of, get out of here. No. <laughs> Let's experiment. You don't, need, you don't need tenure to give people <laughs> advice. You're, you're just you're doing a thing. Yeah, this is my first show that I've DMed. So I'm just sitting here being like, you asked me like, how do you like to do finales? <laughs> We're going to find out Friday, yeah, aren't we? No. Well, so there you go. So find out Friday. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. Good, you should. It'll good luck. Fun. Good luck with your, with your finale. Yeah, thanks. Um, 
Katie, how's Chase Bellerin doing? Is it just fall Chase apart? Chase Bellerin's here? great. My, yeah. No, how dare you? My <laughs> well, you said skills. you had all these extra parts and the Chase might not my be holding together. My carpentry skills are phenomenal. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> um, and yeah, Chase Bellerin is great. Yeah. Uh, we have a relationship. They actually, uh, Chase Bellerin actually has rollerblade wheels oh, as the what, wheels. really? I, there's like, yes, they, there's like this brand of like office chair wheels that are like rollerblades and they're really great. And that's, that's, that's as interesting as I get. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't imagine uh, an office chair with rollerblade wheels. That's it. It's, I, my mind is blown. <laughs> For these hardwood floors, baby. All terrain. <laughs> got some all-terrain wheels yeah good good good. cool well we can move on if you want all right (laughs) no the chair the chair update is good i'm i'm really scared though because last time i broke my desk chair because i was flirting i was playing dungeons and dragons and i was flirting and i leaned back as for effect in the flirting uh-huh. and i leaned back too far and that's how i broke my uh, chair yes. so if it's going to happen it's probably going to be during dungeons and dragons. well thankfully thankfully in this case uh road seems to me to be the kind of person who if you flirted with her she would either punch you in the throat or run away so yeah. or maybe both yeah, one are, and then the other Yep. Less, so less of a worry, I think, in this case. So that's good. At least for now. <laughs> for now. That's true. Danica is still out there somewhere. <laughs> dreams. How's uh how's how's Chicago, Masood? How are you uh how you doing? Things are great, man. Um I don't have to tell you update wise. My buddy's opening a new restaurant. And, what? Uh, what kind uh, of restaurant is it? It's a so it's really exciting. There's a lot of uh, North Indian food and like Pakistani food in Chicago. There's not a lot of like South Indian food, Ooh. like food from Carlo, where he's where his family's from. Um, and he's like working with a chef that he like met through Instagram that like like did some pop ups with or with that style of cooking. And they're like opening up a new shop. So he did like a little private dinner at his place this weekend um, for like me, my partner, and some of our friends uh, were just like made some of the dishes he's going to be making for the restaurant. Very good. Uh, I only only kind of heard what you were saying because now I'm looking at pictures of dosas and I'm like, yeah, I want some of these right now. (laughs) Tom's Toddy Shop is his Instagram, which is very T-H-O-M-T-H-O-D-D-Y-S-H-O-P. I'm gonna type it in the Twitter. Okay, wait. We should all go. Oh yeah, when it opens. <laughs> yeah. Where? Where? Yes. Is it? It's gonna be in the West Loop. West Loop. Oh my gosh! Wait, we all have to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'll We're just gonna... I'll just jump on a plane and fly Live session with one camera. Just, It'll be perfect at the at the restaurant. <laughs> at the restaurant. Right. Well, I know two very specific people are invited, and yeah. two very specific people are That's gonna right. hang out in cool. our. Our <laughs> not in Chicago places. You know, so, I'm not uh, telling you to not there come. Is, yeah, there is something. Some pictures. There is something very like a uh, post-credit scene from the Avengers about that. About like Jace Bellerin must die, but first we got to eat these doses. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Yeah, yeah. I know what I'm doing for lunch today. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Good so, yeah. so you're they're they're opening this, and this is like a permanent restaurant, or is it just a yeah? Like it, uh, they had been doing. Um, so his partner Margaret uh, was doing these um, pop up shops 
at this uh, restaurant in uh, Chicago called like uh, Kimsky. And then um, got an offer to do, and that's like more like Korean food. Mm. But her husband's also from Southern India and had been learning a lot of like Kerala style food. So they were like, came together to like do this pop up to like test some stuff out. And now we're going to like got an offer to open up in a permanent location. Rad. So it's going to be dope. That's awesome. I'm trying to finagle him to get me a job there. So we'll see if that comes out. But uh, now I've got all of you on Twitch to make sure to pressure him. To- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Now, now we know. Now we have a use for yeah. your Twitter. Now we know. Exactly. We can oh, use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my, all my Twitter followers can go and tweet at him. That's right. <laughs> go tweet at this dude. Hire him soon. Yeah. My, my friend. Not even a random guy. My person in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a personal friend. Not even a random guy. Just like, yeah. Just hassle my friend about this. Good, good. That's good use of the good use of your power. I like it. <laughs> I like my clout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, um, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna close this tab, and I'm not gonna look at this delicious food anymore because we gotta play some D. I wonder what food's at the cop ball. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the next the next three hours, we're gonna be talking about the food of Ravnica. I hope. <laughs> Here's ready. my PowerPoint. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> George R. R. Martin you so hard right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for at least one of the items to be horribly poisoned. I feel like as as a as a game master, I'm pretty good at at food. I do a lot of good food description, but also like weird gross stuff. So it's like yeah. both ends of the spectrum. Like here's a horrible That's gross thing, but also let's talk about this roast turkey. Yeah, most of it is like getting it down to smells. If you can if you can describe smells, you can activate that gag reflex real fast. I feel like I feel like a lot of GMs miss describing like the smell of a thing or a place. It's important. It's a very immerse me. Yeah. Yeah. I when I on my DM screen, I have like the list of the five senses and I wrote I wrote pick two. No. And so whenever it's just my little reminder that I keep like on my screen here's, going in scenes. Here's a question, a quick question for the group. If you're playing a role-playing game and the GM tells you a thing your character feels, how do you feel about that? Like if they're like, you see this thing and you feel like fear grip your heart, are you like, no way, I get to decide what my character's afraid of? Or are you like, yeah, we can't control our emotions. We can only control how we respond to them. I feel uh, like... Yeah, right. I feel like as you get like further into the process, like there becomes like a DM and player like mutual understanding mm-hmm. of the character in which you can sort of both express on the character. But I also let my players express on the world. So it's genuinely like a, I don't know, it's collaborative storytelling. Let's do the collaborative storytelling thing. I, I found <laughs> that I'm more likely to, I have, I have done the, the feeling thing. Um, and tried to inspire that in my players in the home game. And my husband was like, I do what I want. <laughs> and so that very quickly broke me of it. Um, but if it's a magical effect, then like if I'm going to if I'm going to uh, say that it's like you feel gripped in this this fear caused by this magical effect, then it they they're more amenable to it i guess mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. so you can be like as long as you're like by the way this is a magical thing because now they also feel like they can be proactive in trying to solve it too interesting yeah carlos yeah. you need a face yeah i don't know i guess if it um if it's the type of feeling that like a physical feeling yeah like it yeah. hurts like i totally get that uh emotional though yeah. I, I guess I side with Katie on that. Just like 
you have to have trust in the DM or just know that like, oh, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're all collaborating on what mm -hmm. each other's doing. I would actually like it more as a suggestion. It's like, in the times, you know, in the times I've done it, I've phrased it as a question. Like, yeah. I, think, I think this yeah. might make your character feel sad. What do you think? Like, does that, yeah. is that, am I, that's am I right? Am I getting that correct? Yeah. That's how I would like it. Yeah. yeah totally. I would definitely like it a little bit more like that. N not in a, um, I don't trust you way. Just like, I just think it can, it can be very railroading. It can be used to railroad. So I try not to walk down a path of just like, yeah, that's fine. And then like, you know. Totally, that's yeah. bad advice to give everyone, yeah. right? Like, right. <laughs> like, yeah, do, them, whoever you play with, let them do that for you. I do like the suggestion chat just did, which is what about this situation is most terrifying for you? And I've used something similar to that where it's like somebody's gone yeah. into an area and I'm like, how can you tell that this area is like dilapidated and falling into ill repair and stuff? Yeah, and I like that really too. Good. Like not only do they get to talk about like, yes, maybe they are afraid and you prompted it, but then they also get to paint out the scene and that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. Just said, I thought it just had occurred to me because. I was thinking about this the other day and, and it's a, one of those things like how, like what things everybody has authority over or responsibility for. Um, mm. it's a, I think mm. it's an interesting topic to, to bring up. Cool. So I want to ask. Uh, cool. All right. Well, so as a quick, a quick reminder before we jump, jump back into the thing, uh, we're using the, uh, an alternate form of experience points based on what happens in the game. And at the end of the session, we're going to answer some questions together. And mm -hmm. for each question that we answer, uh, everybody will get a point of experience uh, yeah. for, for each one that we say yes to. So we're looking to learn things about Jace, his conspirators or servants. We're looking to see the characters uh, express uh, aspects of their class, race, or background. Uh, we want to see their connection to their guild uh, being meaningful in, in some way in the game. And then we want to see their alignment complicate their life. So doing things that maybe is not in their best interest, but follows their own uh, moral or ethical uh, compass. And that is what you will get rewarded for when we get to the end of today's episode. So when we begin, and I think, I think we should pick up with Torgor and, uh, and Winnegar going to a, how, how did you describe it, Katie? A second, a second location? Yep, the boys are going to a second location. <laughs> they've, they've, gotten, <laughs> they've gotten in Wenzel's cool van and they've, they've gone to look at the puppies that he has in the basement. Um, <laughs> I have some cool equipment if you want to come check it out. Yeah, <laughs> cool science stuff. You like science stuff, right? It's got, he like <laughs> slowly unbuttons his lab coat. <laughs> yeah, but it's an is it lab coat, so it takes 45 minutes and there's a combination lock on it. Or something. <laughs> um, like 16 zippers. Yeah. So under the auspices, Wenzel thinks, and this is this is what made this whole situation such a comedy of errors, Wenzel thinks that Winnegar and Torgor are members of the Azorius Senate who have some kind of clout uh, that he can use to get approval or uh, or funding for a project, some kind of electromancy project uh, that he's working on. Uh, he is a uh, socially uncomfortable, is it, member, which is not unusual. Uh, so much to the point that to avoid being touched uh, by strangers, he's wearing a bodysuit that gives off an electrical discharge if someone tries to grab him. Uh, as Torgor, relatable, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, relatable, right? He's trying to market those to the introverts of Ravnica. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and under that, uh, assumption, under the assumption that Winnegar and Torgor would be able to help, uh, Wenzel with this project and he wouldn't have to deal with his brother who he was originally coming here to talk to. Uh, he saw an out and invited Winnegar and Torgor back to his lab to take a look, to see if they mm -hmm. could, they could give him a hand. 
So we uh, we we fade in on a fairly traditionally is it league uh, living space slash workshop. Um, somewhere in here, there is probably a cot, but it is covered in miscellaneous parts. Uh, there are uh, d- disassembled Jacob's ladders, kind of laying leaned against the wall. There is a um, a boiler that that isn't operating. Uh, with a bunch of tubes and pipes uh, leading to it, there's a, a thin kind of corridor through these, these piles of uh, of equipment uh, to an actual workspace with a bench and uh, one of those clamped on um, like magnifying glass kind of apparatuses. And on the desk, there are various batteries and copper wires and uh, tools kind of scattered out on the uh, on the surface. And uh, as we fade in, Torgor and Winnegar have kind of a moment of of semi like privacy if you were to talk quietly to each other because uh Wenzel basically was like hang on a second and and wandered out into the the maze of piles of stuff that cram this you know 600 square foot apartment workshop so Can the two of you were standing kind of in the door yeah of course Can Torgor immediately tell he's too big for this place <laughs> um yeah I mean if it wasn't full of stuff then you'd right, probably no, 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 be like able the, to like move around but yeah like you're you're about as you're about like, as far in as you can go without having yeah. to squeeze and like you know risk knocking things over yeah in my head i'm imagining the pathways are like perfectly winzel sized yes like, definitely yeah okay yeah yeah torgor torgor doesn't seem doesn't like this place Whitaker. Yeah, no, you're. I, I. It doesn't matter. You don't have to like the place. This is the guy. Well, this is the the other guy. No, 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 no. 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 Torgor North's other guy can get us to actual guy that we need. But yeah. Torgor doesn't like this place. Torgor feels weird now. Now Tack and Melon Baller aren't here to back us up if things go south. Yeah, but things are gonna go south. Look at this guy. He's a wiener. <laughs> Somewhere in this shot, there is a mirror reflecting Winnegar's face. Like, there just is. There just has to oh, be. Oh, no, not this guy. This is the guy that we're with. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's a wiener. Back of the shot. Picture of Winnegar. Yeah. Well, Torgor we just glad. Do- yeah. All we, this is, okay, if we want to get the, the big fish, we got to use the little fish. You know what I mean? No, Torgor's been fishing. Torgor knows how it works. <laughs> Torgor punch fish. I just say, imagine Torgor, yeah, Torgor holding like Torgor's like, I'll get the harpoon. Okay. <laughs> Torgor fish is bigger, Gabe. No, but Torgor's <laughs> only issue is where Torgor go. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? Where do you go? Where where Torgor stand outside while you you and new best friend have a good time? Torgor, wait, hold on. This isn't about the size of the room, is it? Is it are you talking about the size of the room in my heart? <laughs> because we're Torgor, friends. Torgor sees your metaphor was right through me. <laughs> uh, Torgor, um, listen, this this guy, this guy's the mark, okay? He's not gonna be my new best friend. Torgor knows. Tor- Torgor knows. Do you know though? <laughs> now it's it's not your fault. <laughs> okay. No, Torgor, it's not your fault. <laughs> oh, okay. Torgor, 
it's not your fault. He's having like a goodwill hunting moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, just trying to like, like dig okay. in. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think somewhere, somewhere in the back of the, in the back of the workshop, uh, you hear a, a brief uh, electrical discharge, uh, a yelp of surprise, uh, and then uh, after, a, after a second, uh, you hear Wenzel speaking either to himself or to, to you. It's hard to tell. Uh, you get the impression he's used to muttering to himself. And, uh, and he says, uh, he's like, oh, good. There, it's discharged. Uh, it should be safe for you to come back here now. Okay, okay we'll, we'll be there in a second. Torgor, did you want to hang out here? Or do you want to come back there? It... No, Torgor will follow you. Okay, cool. Um, coming. I don't, when I talk like that all the time, I'm, I feel like I'm nervous right now. <laughs> My voice yeah, higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whittaker sounds real weird right now. <laughs> we'll be there in a second. Okay, still doing it. You're st- it's still happening. If, am I still doing it? I don't know why. Relax, man. What do I do with my hands? Where do they go? <laughs> am I always walking like this? So unzip so one of your zippers. Just... <laughs> oh, man. So when, I like how when, when Whittaker gets nervous, he does a Winnegar impression. Like you just become a caricature of yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we walk into the other room. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Torgor, knowing, despite knowing that that you you might you know knock things over or uh, you know hook something on on a horn, I think I'm gonna try and crouch real low. Okay. Um, and use well if. I'm not going to say what I use because I might not need to check it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, make. I'm definitely going to make your roll something. Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely probably use my uh, athletics to make sure that I am gingerly stepping through this space. So and athletics, athletics is really more a measure of like strength. strength. So like lifting and pushing the things that you're good at. Um, so th- this acrobatic. is about delicacy. This would be, um, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna be, uh, you wanna try to use acrobatics, that that works. I'll or you try can just acrobatics fly. to okay. navigate through this place. All right. Yeah, I think I think there's probably yeah. a moment of you know nudging something accidentally off of a pile of other somethings, but you okay. catch it, you know, before it hits the ground, and and you put it back up on the, and so you're you're okay. So, yeah, it takes you a little while to get through there, yeah. but you're you're moving gingerly, and and you know you're delicate, so you're okay. Uh, Winnegar, you uh, you can move obviously much more quickly because the Wenzel shaped space is about the same as a, a Winnegar shaped. So you're a little taller than him, um, but yeah, you you get into the back and laying on uh, laying on on Wenzel's desk, there's some kind of apparatus. Uh, you can see that there is a, a slot in it where a um, like a museum battery would be inserted. Uh, it looks like it's meant to be. Like worn, uh, maybe on the arm, or it's like it might be a helmet. It's it's really hard to say at a glance. Um, Whoa! But Wenzel Wenzel looks very proud of it. He's he's doing that kind of like ta da like. Wenzel, this uh, wow! I tell you what, this is impressive. I've never seen one of um, what do you what, what do you call these? And he 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 does that like nerd sigh, or he's like. Like, uh, do I have to explain to you how the Star- United Federation of Planets works? I can. Oh so he kind of like, like sighs and rolls his eyes and he says, it's an electroapparator. It moves energy from one place to another through the air. Safely. Uh, well, safely now. The f- 
first test, I accidentally electrocuted a Loxodon. But uh, now uh, I can move energy from a Misium battery over here. Uh, and he picks it up and he, he starts putting it on his, putting on his arm. Uh, it is an arm-mounted device of some kind. Uh, and if I, and he, he, he points it at you. Uh, no, don't point it at me. Yeah, and you do, do you move or? And he, yeah. Okay, so you move out of the way. Behind you, as the, the camera refocuses behind you, there's an antenna of some kind hooked up to a generator. And he says, and if I point it over there, and he like wiggles some dials, and he hits a button, and it starts to hum and like vibrate. Uh, and then there's a pulse. You can all feel it in your fillings, right? It's just like in the back of your throat, just this boom. And uh, the generator coughs, sputters, runs for about a half second, and then dies down. Uh, and and uh, Wenzel looks at you smiling like, see? Like he's just proven something significant. Wait, see what? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? What, what happened? And, and he, he says, I, I, I moved energy from the battery uh, over to the engine. That, that's why it ran. Uh, look, it's, it's not attached to anything. And he, he holds up a big, chunky uh, rubber cord with a prong on the end, which you recognize would be like a power cable, but it's not plugged into anything. And he just waves it around in the air like, see? Oh, wow. That's, that's actually really impressive. What, but um, wait, but Torgor, Torgor C. Winnegar shoot electricity through his fingers without apparatus. How well, is that any different? Well, I mean, and my eyes get yeah, really big. Right, both both the both the the Is It League Wenzel and the the fake uh, Azorius Winnegar look at you, Torgor, like, wait, what? Oh yeah, I have these gloves that I made. I mean, it was nothing like that, but you know, they had sparks. That's probably what he's talking about. Can I roll deception on that? Yeah. <laughs> just try, to, try to smooth over Torgor's. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Right there. Okay. So how, in, how insightful is Wenzel? Insights based on wisdom. I think he's mostly intelligence. I'm just going to give him a flat 20. Okay, so you got a 14. Uh, ooh, it is a tie. The tie goes to the person who's like defending, which in this case you were trying yeah. to defend yourself from being found out. So I think, yeah, he he looks at you and you're like, I made I made, I made these gloves, uh, and he he says, um, oh, well, uh, always good to know uh, the you're a, a fellow inventor. He gives you that stare, like, and you've seen this look <laughs> on the face of so many is it league scientists that like. You better not be competition, or I will cut you. I will cut <laughs> yeah. you so bad. Yeah, um, but I couldn't cut the mustard as an inventor. That's why you know I looked into the Senate, and now I'm here. I'm just a paper pusher. And yeah, and and he's nodding. And as you kind of guide him in that direction, he he, you can see him come around and be like, "Oh, well, maybe maybe this is just the guy I need. Like maybe maybe he understands like science more than the average." And so he says, uh, "He's like, that's that's such it's such a relief." You don't understand. I, I've been trying to get my brother to come here and look at my invention for months, but he just, he doesn't appreciate science. You know, he doesn't see the value of a device like this. He's just worried about the law and making sure that everything is legal and not going to kill anyone, which it won't. I, I haven't <laughs> killed anyone. I haven't killed anyone by accident. And well, uh, I was exonerated and, and I have the paperwork. If you, anyway, listen, 
That board back there says 10 days, Wenzel. I'm, I'm not here to judge, but that board on the back says 10 days. Yeah, and, and, uh, and he, he says, uh, he, he points at it and he, and he says, don't, don't worry about that. They signed a waiver. It, it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, why did you put the law in quotes too? <laughs> I, uh, Wenzel. Yeah, and he, he just kind of just shakes his head and he says that we're not, we're not here to talk about that. I... I need to get approval for this device before I can get funding from the guild. And without funding, th this is where it ends. Museum's not cheap, you know. So uh, I, I, I was hoping, uh, and, and he, he kind of glances over, and on his desk there is some paperwork. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and he, you, know, you, you get a glance at it, but it's just a pile of, just a pile of paper. And he says, um, I, I, just, I just need the stamp of approval. And then I can take it to the court and then I can go back to the league and I can get my funding. And like, again, you know that funding is a magic word, right? Like if you can get funding, you can do anything. That's the only thing that limits science. Everybody in the league has imagination, but funding, that's what you really need. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Wenzel, what type of applications were you thinking of using this device on? Uh, well, Again, that kind of like, oh my God, Worf is only half, he's a Klingon, but his son Alexander is only half a Klingon. Come on. <laughs> so he sighs and he says, well, right now, if we want to get electro energy from here over here, we need big rubber tubes. And he points at the cable and says, the little electros travel down the tube. <laughs> And when they get to the bulb, the bulb gets happy and lights up. You understand? But these tubes, yes. they're vulnerable. Uh, sometimes they get damaged. People vandalize them. Gruel beasts chew on them. There's all kinds of reasons. Sometimes they get stolen and stripped for parts. Now, if we take the tube away, then we can magically transport the electrodes from here over here, just like that. How, how far of a distance can your machine work, though? Does it have to be this close? Yeah, and he's like, uh, well, right now, uh, about a couple of feet. A I couple of feet? And he, <laughs> he nods, he says, I, I, I've gotten up to four. That's why I need funding. We need bigger dishes and, and, and more misium. Always more misium. I need to buy at least another dozen batteries. Oh. Um, but, but, but listen, you, you don't need to worry about any of that. The, the league has money, so much money. They, I just need to convince them to give it to me. And that's very hard to do without a, a writ of legality. He points again at the, the paper. I just need the stamp. What did your brother say about this? You mm -hmm. haven't told him. And he, he uh, scowls. He says, my brother. He... He laughed at me, said that I was a fool, that it would never work, that I would bring shame to our family. I'll show him. I'll show all of them. Uh, uh -huh. So how about that stamp, huh? Well, you just kind of trailed off in your own little, like, <laughs> bloodlust weird thing going on there. Yeah, Tor, Tor maybe, maybe we, uh, we should take the paperwork and look over it. Back at uh, back at the Senate, and come back, you know. And he, he puts his hand, he puts his hand on it, like and looks at you. And he's like, 
No, <laughs> no, just, just getting this paperwork took me months. The Senate, there is red tape everywhere, and it's only just gotten worse in the last few weeks. Trying to get anything approved is nearly impossible. It's no mm -hmm. wonder that members of the League have bypassed the process. I've considered it myself, mm. but I don't have Wait, the money, how, how and would I would never. How would they bypass the process? I, I, some, some of my companions in the League, well, they, they don't have the scruples that I do. I'm full of scruples, very scrupulous. Well, I can tell you're very scruply. <laughs> he nods like, "Thank you." I, I think so. Uh, and uh, and he says, "But, but it's not it's not the case for everyone. Some people they just they just go ahead with their experiments regardless of their legality." I hear it's much worse in the Simic Combine. Oh, um, well, that's probably hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> everyone nods meaningfully at each other. Um, can I roll an insight? I want to see how truthful he's being. Yeah, or what, definitely. What what I can gauge from him? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, twenty one. Nice. Um, yeah, and I mean, you have a special insight, right? Like you have you have fictional positioning as a member of this self same organization. Uh, everything that he is saying is is true, right? Like getting funding is very important. Uh, working with the Senate on the legality of, of an invention is important if you want to, you know, get it out in the world to the rest of Ravnica. If you're making a, a kill ray, you probably don't want to tell the Senate about it. But on top of that, there's there's at least a little bit of of vengeful mad scientist in here. This he seems to be on the edge. Mm -hmm. If if things go one way for him, he could be a uh, a fairly like this. This might work if he gets funding, and it, it might be, you know, might be good. But if if he is denied, he is only a step away from like vengeful mad scientist territory. This guy's walking on the edge of a knife. So I want to go to him. Um, I, I want to be flipping through the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, Wenzel, everything looks fantastic in this paperwork. This is my biggest concern. If your brother didn't give you the okay, that's yeah. an uphill battle for me. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about him? So in case someone puts me into question, I have something to come back on him with. And he, he, he turns and he's got like one, one eye is like kind of bulgy and the other eye is like squinty. And he, he looks at you and he, and he says, uh, my brother, my brother, bah, glorious Zlatek of the Azorius Senate. Ugh. My parents always treated him like he was something special just because he was born first, just because he went to law school. I never understood why they thought he was so special. He's an arrogant prick, a bastard. He uses his power to lord it over people. I don't understand why Liana went for him and not me. I'll never understand. And he like scowls at the floor. Can I? <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> I want to. I want to do an intimidation roll on him. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Okay. Um, do, should I roll first, or should I, should uh, you, I say what I, I mean? Want to say? You you tell me. Uh, you tell me what you want to say, and then we'll okay. make the roll to see how it affects him. Torgor can see uh, you and your brother have a difficult relationship. You know, 
Torgor knows he's very well respected in this. Then, you know, Winnegar and I have to work with him all the time. And well, not as much as we would like, you know, um, if you could facilitate a meeting between us, well, I'm sure Torgor and, and Winnegar and I could get this paperwork taken care of, lickety split, but <sighs> no meeting. Oh, man. <laughs> I love, man, I'm so, like this paperwork might not go anywhere at all for 15, 20, maybe even your brother hears that you try to underhandedly get other people in the Senate <laughs> to go on board with you. Torger doesn't know how he would think of it. I don't, I don't think well. <laughs> I love blackmail Torgor. It's so good. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, you're gonna intimidate him. So like, what you're gonna like threaten and like knock some stuff around or beat him up? You're like, hmm, no, how about no. some intense political intimidation? <laughs> I see. I see where his pain is. <laughs> We're over here playing Dungeons and Dragons, and Torgor is season five of The Wire. Um, okay. <laughs> good, good. You're like, what if I was Mayor Torgor? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's have you uh roll. So you got a 13? I got All a 13. Right. All right, I'll make a uh I'll make a, a wisdom save for this dude. And again, we've established not very wise. Mm-hmm. Okay. He he crumbles. He crumbles. Nice. He crumbles like a house of cards. So um yeah, he you can see him start, he starts to sweat a little bit, and he's he's forgotten all about the whatever he was talking about with his brother before and now it's about dealing with this like the azorius machine mm-hmm. uh and he he says uh oh I, I i see how it is so if i help you get closer to my brother if for your career then then you'll approve my paperwork and if i don't then what it's going to be very hard for you to blacklist me more than he already has oh we wouldn't blacklist you. We would just tell your brother to blacklist you more. Yeah. And he, he's, oh. he scowls, but you know you got him. You can, you can feel it, right? Uh, and uh, and he, he says, um, fine, fine, fine. Wenzel, this is a win-win for both of us. Mm-hmm. We get to move up in our political career, and you get your machine approved. We just need to know the dirt. You're close to him. What's the dirt? So it's like he's torn, right? And you can you can feel this uh, because you know you got you got that inside check, uh, the twenty one. So you can feel it. He's torn because on the one hand he's like afraid of the power his brother wields, right? And he uh, he doesn't want to talk shit because in case that gets back to him, it's going to make things worse. But also, he wants to. He wants to get what he wants, and he thinks you might you're going to help him. Um, and uh, I think if you you can you you have the insight in this case. I think if you can make it personal, if you can be like, we're gonna, this is not going to go well for for Zlatek. Like we're going to get him. This is going to be bad for him because he doesn't care if it's good for you. He cares right. about it yeah, being good for him. But if you can throw on the icing of like we're trying to do something bad to your brother, that'll that'll help him. Listen, Wenzel. Moving up the ladder is hard, you know, especially mm. when someone's in the way. And if I can move that person out of the way, well, then I can move up the ladder, too. And let's say if that person were to fall off the ladder, maybe they would lose. I don't know. Someone they care about. Maybe someone named Leanna. Maybe. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe then that person's free to date <laughs> other possible people. Maybe so, someone who's there for them in their time of grief. But, but not in a creepy way. No, 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 no. I was going to say. Not in a weird way. Just in like, yeah. you know. Florence Nightingale kind of oh, so his I see so so really his 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 name is not Wenzel it's Winsell I think is what's happening here. Um, <laughs> be careful! You are creating your own horrific supervillain here. So be, be gentle with this situation. Also, I really like that. I like that Torgor was like, "All right, we're going to play it subtle," and Winnegar is like, "What if we get rid of your brother and then you can date his wife?" <laughs> nods and uh and as you're speaking he's like okay yeah like this seems yeah maybe this could maybe this could work um and uh and he he says uh so all i have to do is is what make sure that he he meets you somewhere do do you want me to tell him who you are so so he knows or 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 is this a should i lie to him i'm not very good at this sort of thing He's definitely looking at Torgor for for help on this. Like, how do I? Oh, good. Torgor says you tell him you need to meet one more time about something you know will get him there. Let's say, you know what? I'll let you decide. Yeah, and he he's like, well, well, you know, mother mother has been has been ill of late. Per- perhaps I could fool him into thinking something's happened to her, and then when he comes to meet me. Uh, then, then, bam! He runs into the ambush, which which is you two, and then you mm-hmm. do whatever it is you're going to do to him, and and I get my approval, and then I can get funding, and then I can show what? that weasel Addison who's boss. Hey. <laughs> um, side note: We're not killing this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just, just, just aside, can we just put a pin in this? Uh, this isn't a murder situation, is it? I feel like for many members of the party, that has been a, a point of confusion. Right. Um, yeah, we're just supposed to get information on this guy. Yes, right. you're supposed yeah. to. You're supposed to confirm uh, his relationship to the peacock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get information right on him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to kill this guy. Right. I mean, um, just, if, if ideally, maybe take him to a second, make take him to a second location, and just ask him a lot of questions. <laughs> you, yeah, kid, kidnapping is certainly an option. Uh, you know, but yeah, I'm just trying to get some information from his brother, and yeah. then so we can make uh, following him a little bit easier. I'm actually not trying to meet him. Mm. Uh, uh, I just want his, I just want Wenzel to, you know, give me the info. Um, maybe we can blackmail them and maybe we can set it up. So there is some, um, you know, disruptiveness in his life as personal life. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah, cause right now, right now, all you, right now, all you know is that, um, Zlatek Ironclad's name was on a list of people that are connected to the peacock that, uh, that you stole from the, from the Boros. So you don't really know his like direct connection. Uh, gotcha. So I just want to go to Wenzel and be, be like, Wenzel, I don't know if we can meet with your brother just because we've heard rumors that he's well connected mm-hmm. outside of the Senate. And uh, yeah, and he, he nods and he says, my, 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 brother, my brother was always very good at making friends. 
Need you just you Sorry. just see uh, like an awful high school memory flash over his face. <laughs> stares into the distance. You're just screaming pretzel, pretzel, and some bullies like tying him in knots. Pretzel, yeah, you got it. <laughs> that, that now is true. Incredible insight. Yeah, <laughs> you rolled a twenty-one. Uh, um, do you know? Do you know about your brother's dealings outside the Senate? There might be a way for us to get him kicked out. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Tor- 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 like, I- <laughs> Tor- Tor- like a beauty shop one. He's <laughs> 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 like, this is not what Torgor expected walking into this place, but this is going decidedly well. <laughs> uh, Winnegar, make a uh, make a persuade check. Let's see if you can persuade him because this is outside of the the original kind of premise of the conversation. You're pushing him a little bit, which is yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So we'll see how that goes, and then we'll see how he responds. Oof. All right, you got twelve. All right, not bad. Uh, okay, so you got a nine. You have plus three, so twelve. Okay, so I think, um, yeah. So if you push a little more specifically, if you're not just like, tell me something. Like you can see yeah, him yeah. faltering a little bit. If you ask him something specific, that might mm-hmm. that might be enough to to push him towards giving you some insight. So one of the best ways to get rid of someone in the Senate is if they actually break their oaths. Okay, and if they have some shady dealings, I mean, whoa. We can fast track this baby real quick. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he shakes his head. It'll be almost like he gets kicked off of the plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and all of a sudden you're walking. Why? <laughs> Wenzel, so Wenzel, shake, Wenzel shakes his head and, and he, he says, um, uh, sh- I don't know about shady dealings. I, I mean, Zlatek. Perfect Zlatek. He he would never do anything like that. That's why Mama and Papa always loved him better than me, <laughs> because he he always followed the rules. I I've never been held back by things like rules. I I, I do what I want. That's why I love science so much. There's no rules at all. Y- you can just make anything true. But but Zlatek, he loves the law. He loves it more than he loves his own family. He he would never he would never make a deal with anyone unsavory. I and he like you can see him just be like I, I wish I had something to tell you so you could like mess with him. Okay, um, where does uh Slab Tech reside? <laughs> uh, he uh he says um, well, uh, well he he lives in Plaza East. He has a mansion there. It's enormous. We were supposed to all go there for Boomsday, and then he canceled it. Oh. He canceled it? And he, he nods, uh, and he says, uh, y- yeah, Le- Leanna, Leanna didn't think all those explosives were good for the children. Oh, Explos- he has kids? And he, he nods, uh, and he says, y- yes. Yeah, yeah. The twins, they're, they're really lovely children. They take after their mother. I was about to say I'm accidentally making this guy snake. <laughs> like just just by accident. Um yeah, one of us like so wait, in, in that I get, so that makes the four of you Voldemort then. Um, I'm in. Okay, just just checking. Okay, good. Um I feel like I feel like Winnegar's more of a coral person. <laughs> 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 
I'm Percy Jackson. Uh, <laughs> That's Thanks. a different series. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you. It really is. I thought you were going to say Percy uh, Weasley, and I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> it's a reach. But, no. Actually, that would have made a pretty good uh, April Fool's goof if we had just done an episode and said it in the universe of Yu-Gi-Oh. That would have been <laughs> we should, next year. Next, next year. year. So, For sure. Yeah, yeah. so you can, you can see, obviously, there's some like deep-seated emotional trauma going on here for this guy. Um, but yeah, he, he says that, that uh, Zlatik lives in a mansion in Plaza East, which is, mm-hmm. you know, like quite close. Your, your, um, the hotel that you're staying at is at the edge of that, that plaza. Hmm. Okay. He lives in a mansion in Plaza East. Mm-hmm. So wife, twins. Um, what's, uh, can we, what's the likelihood of him knowing the best way in and out of his brother's. Do you place. know if he has any weak spots or vulnerabilities? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. How many hit points does your brother have? Just in right. case we were to, you know, get uh, in a fight. Tobar wants to ask when, when you want to talk to Leanne without your brother knowing. How do you go see her? He says, Leanne, Leanna and I haven't spoken. Not, not directly. Not, not since the children were born. Not since the children. Are the children really nerdy? <laughs> he, he looks at them and he, he's like, well, they're just babies. I haven't had oh, the okay. time to run the proper tests. Cool. Leanna says I'm not allowed to test the children. I don't understand. They're completely harmless tests. Children are very resilient. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wenzel. Um. <laughs> so, and he looks at the, the paperwork. If yeah. I arrange a meeting between, between you and my brother, uh, then, 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 then you'll make sure I get my seal of approval and I can get my funding. Mm-hmm. And then my electro apparator can become famous and I can make all kinds of money and I can move out of this place. Well, I think we're going to have to sidestep your brother on this one. We're still looking for the dirt to get around him mm-hmm. in order to get this thing passed. But Winnegar, yes, maybe, maybe we could ask him ourselves. Ask who ourselves? His brother. I mean, we could, but he seems like he's really busy. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, what is his address? G- give us Mansion's address at the very least. Uh, yeah, I think he's willing to do that. Yeah, uh, he's like, sure, sure. Hold on, and he we can we can send a scroll there. And when his back turns, I like elbow vinegar and wink really hard. <laughs> And he, yeah, he, t- he takes a piece of paper and he, he writes, he writes down uh, on, on it. He writes the address and he folds it up and he, he turns around and he, he hands it to you. Okay, Wenzel, give me one week. How, how am I going to contact you? Oh, I know where you are. I'm coming to you. Are you kidding? This is, this is a huge moneymaker. I want to be ground floor on this baby. He, he, he smiles. Uh, and it, it's maybe the first time you've seen him smile like not nervously and he like pats his device and he nods uh, and he, he says 
Pretty soon, I'll be able to send electro energy from here to anywhere in Ravnica. The blink of an eye. I'll be able to turn on a light bulb anywhere in the city. Just like that. And he snaps, and um, there's a pulse of, uh, of energy, and he, he blows a chunk out of the ceiling. He like ducks. He's like, hey, uh, completely safely. Once Rental. I run a few more tests, I, yeah. I just need funding. I, sorry, sorry. And he like brushes, yeah. you know, uh, chunks of ceiling off of your shoulders. Oh, God, sorry. Torbert and so fight. why do I feel like all your inventions are going to be weaponized very quickly? <laughs> Torbert's like, could you, could you send energy up a mall? So when, when you, you swung a, a mall, would energy come out of it? Would, like, a, like a hammer of gravity? Of some kind. <laughs> and he, he, he's, he, he goes to like scratch his chin, realizes he's just like uh, fired the device and like instead puts his hand on the table. Um, and he, he looks at you and he says, well, well, theoretically, it's certainly possible. Improving kinetic energy isn't really my thing. I'm really more about electricity. Now, if you wanted that hammer to throw bolts of electricity, well, th that would be possible, but I, I can't see how that would improve the hammer unless you were using it to kill people. <laughs> he just stares at him like that. What? What? You guys don't appreciate yeah. a good hammer throw in the backyard every once in a while with yeah. with some targets set up. You know, it's only for it's only for pleasure, a sport, a hammer for sport. I only bought it for hunting. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you see a deer made out of Kevlar, right. um, <laughs> so he 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 nods uh, and he says, "Right, recreational use." Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. I mean, I'm, I'm certain it's possible. Mm. I can look into it for you, if you like. <laughs> All right. So uh, the two of you, it's, it seems that the, the interrogation awkwardness has run its course. Is it, is it time yeah. <laughs> to, to exit? Okay. All right. So he, he thinks to himself as you leave, Wenzel, we can see that he's, he, uh, he looks at his electro-apparating gauntlet and, and he nods and he's like, soon, soon, they'll all see. We'll show them. And he like pets <laughs> as, you, as you leave. Oh my God. So meanwhile, <laughs> while the two of you are doing that, um, Tack and, uh, and Rode, let's get, let's get caught up with you. So Rode, you stayed in line with your sister? Is that the thing when, all, when some of the I... cops ran off? Or where did you end up? Did, I think she left Lime. She was very That's snobby right. about it. Yeah. Because yeah. she was like, I'm a real cop and I don't care she about this. Like, yeah, so did you hold her place I in line or did you follow her? Uh, I think I followed her. Definitely. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, so I guess then you, the, it's pretty quick to to get you and Tack back together because Tack, the last time we saw you, yes. you were trying to steal uh, a ticket, and then you're like, "Oh, I can't do it." But like, "Oh, look at this guy! He's been horribly hurt. What happened?" Oh, no. my best friend, <laughs> yeah, uh, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald <laughs> Meerfnart. Yeah, this guy. I love him. Good guy. We yeah, we call this him guy. Todd. And then like, and then Tack like sneaked through the crowd and is at the the mouth of the alleyway now. So yeah, okay. So Road, you would, you, yeah. you see you see your sister. And I, I, I'm curious. I don't want to. I don't want. I want to know how you feel about this. So, Rod, you, you see, when your sister approaches the like law mages and the arresters that that ran over here, the sort of beat cops, they see her, and 
they they defer to to your sister. And actually, can you make a can you make an insight check? Yes, I can. The thing I'm very good at sometimes. Okay. Yep. All right. So you you can't tell why they're being deferential. Like you you can't pick up on the subtleties of whether it's because they respect her as a person or whether it's the uniform and her rank. She definitely outranks them. Um, but they immediately are like they defer the entire investigation to her. They're just like, ma'am. And she, she kind of gives them like, she turns into like a business sister. And have you ever seen your sister work before? Like, I think that we like, there were like a period of a year where we like worked and trained together before. Oh, that's right. Of, you both went to okay. police Academy before you dropped out. Yeah. We went to police. Yeah. Academy. <laughs> oh, now I'm just imagining the two of you, like a montage of the two of you in like gray, like a gray sweatsuit, like climbing a rope and like run. And you're just all out of breath. And, Oh, man. Yeah, I think that I was always able to kick her ass, but she was always smarter than me. Nice. <laughs> so oh. there was. So what yeah. did we? Why? Why did you? Why did you drop out? Like, do do we ever? Do we ever talk about that? Like, why didn't you not become a like a detective like your sister? Um, because yeah, you're obviously was, like physically way more capable than she is. Yeah, I think there was just like an incident that happened in which. Road found out just the plethora of red tape that exists and mm. she doesn't work very well under someone else's rules. And so she, she had like cousins and family in the Simic and there was like an offer of like a life where she could pursue her fullest potential without being told what to do. Right. And she took the offer. Yeah. So you had like a weird aunt who was like, listen, you don't have to do what your parents want. Come yeah. hang out with me. We'll smoke pot and listen to heavy metal and you could become a fish lady. And you were yeah. like, that's exactly what fucking happened. Good. Cool. Nice. Okay. All right. Um, so it is clear to you that she is like even with even with the seven, she's she's thriving. Like this is she's businesslike, but there is a degree of of personal satisfaction in this. And so she walks out and starts like examining the scene. And as soon as she does, one of those little one of those little ornithopters uh, flies in beside her. And is either observing her or the scene or both. And she looks at it and it makes a series of chiming sounds, which kind of like Luke and R2, she seems to understand. And she, she nods and it's relaying some kind of information to her. Um, Tack, you see Road and, uh, and her sister uh, approach. Ooh, see, this is the problem is that like Triska's cop and she's not going to take too lightly to me hanging out covered in blood. So I'm just going to. Yeah, you're you a witness. <laughs> so do you want you want to try uh, to. I'm distraught. OK. <laughs> do you want to try to try to like be scarce? Okay, make a make, yeah, make a make a stealth roll. Just gonna, but like, if I get caught, I want to be casual, just like slipping through mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, jam your jam your hands in your pockets. Get that whistle ready. Oh, 16, not my best roll, but okay. I just rolled a seven, and I can't believe you're like, oh no, a sixteen. How bad of me. Usually, I do much better than this. Yeah, welcome to the chaos plateau. Uh, oh. Okay, so let's see. I just hope that she's not a good cop. She's a great cop. Uh, apparently, oh. she's a terrible cop. She rolled a one. She oh. does not see you at all. In fact, oh, and this is a great, this is, oh, this is a perfect little like microcosm. So she's an excellent cop. Her own instincts and, uh, and, and skills would absolutely have caught you in a moment. Tactically, would have been like, come here, you. <laughs> but she's distracted because she's, she's talking to this observation thopter. 
which is reducing her ability to do her job. And uh, and so she she's paying attention to that and you use that opportunity to... Yeah. This tech climbs into a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Like a, like a hermit crab returning Don't to Don't mind me. <laughs> Are you inside a trash can? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Am I? Oh, Who knows? No one wait, knows. Wait, can I roll a perception? Yes, you can. can. I see? Please. Ooh. Please don't. Mm, great, a seven and an eight. Let's Good. go. Good. Um, fun. You definitely don't see attack anywhere. Great. Um, so I don't see anyone. I'm just like, did everyone leave? So <laughs> like, she gets she, oh, a body. <laughs> it's like I forgot why we were here. So Triska Triska turns to you, Road, and she reaches into her coat, her very fancy police officer coat, and she takes out uh, a folded piece of paper. It's like a little envelope. Uh, with the Azorius Senate like symbol uh, etched on it, and she hands it to you, and she says, "There's no way they're going to cancel the ceremony for this, but I need to stay here. You might as well take my ticket. Go and mingle." All right. Are you sure you don't want any help? I have real work to do. Really. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Would you like go to should we should you start making death saves or another episode? Another sharp pain in my chest. Yeah, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Um I just kinda like nods for a second because that definitely fucking hurt for her too. So she just like um all right, well then I'll go uh I'll go I'll go. And then she just, she just turns around. She just, mm-hmm. she just turns around. I open it. Is there one or two tickets in there? So you, you turn to go. We stay with her for a moment. Like you, you walk away opening the envelope and we'll, we'll come back to you, but we stay with her for a second. The thopter like beeps and buzzes at her and she shakes her head and, and she looks at you and the thopter turns its, its blue eyeball on you and she shakes her head and she says to it, she's like, Oh, her? No, that's just my sister. She's nobody. And the, the little thopter is just like, and then like goes into the alley and starts scanning the corpse and stuff. Um, so cut back to, to road. So you and tech, you heard that from the garbage can. You heard that whole exchange. Um, we cut back to road and yeah, you, you open, you open the envelope and they are, yeah, they're not, the invitations aren't for specific people. Uh, they're just like mm-hmm. admit one uh, in celebration of the achievements of Dovin ban. Uh, the Azorius Senate presents an evening of like respectful, quiet celebration. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's like it's a boring ass Senate party, so it's going to be a lot of handshaking and like eating kind of like dry seafood. Like it's not, but um, yeah, there are two two invitations uh, in the envelope. Great, two. I look around for tech. <laughs> you don't see them anywhere. <laughs> can I can I like use some insight to like figure out when's a good time to pop out of the trash can? I think that with a stealth roll of sixteen, you can make your exit uh, at an appropriate time. I think we can. Perfect. We can, I'm not going to make your re-roll. Like it, it applies you. to the scene. So okay, yeah. <laughs> So um, when when Tr- Triska comes over and starts examining, she bends down and starts examining the the corpse, um, and she's talking to the other officers and trying to like figure things out. You slip out of the trash and make your way back into the crowd. Now the rest of the crowd that gathered here, anyone who is not a law mage or an arrester or like a, an actual cop, has 
dissipated at this point. They're like, oh, we missed the fun part. There's not going to be any more murdering. So we might as well go linger around in the plaza and, you know, eat our Dovin band shaped popsicles while we wait for the, you know, the after party. Um, and things are just starting to get uh, started in the in the hall. Like the line is moving. People are coming inside. We can see light from from the inside. And it's starting to get dark. Um, so yeah, uh, Tech, when you come out into the crowd, uh, I imagine Road, you're not trying. Like you're not running back. You're waiting. You're both looking for each other. So you you find. Yeah, other. I'm meandering toward the line while looking for yeah. for for them. Before I left the trash can, can I have left my tearaway suit in there? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's, I'm wearing my jumpsuit under it, so it's fine. But. Yeah, that is the appropriate place for yeah, that costume. Like, yeah. It's like, could I just like <laughs> bloop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shed, you shed your costume, and then I think even like even someone sees you, right? Like even even mm-hmm. like one of the Senate members sees you, but seeing a, a Golgari uh, like cleanup person climb out of a trash can is pretty normal, right? So one of these lawmakers just sees you and it's like, oh, it's just. It's just a swarm. Like, we don't... Yeah. yeah, of course. Like, of course you're in the trash. I don't know what you're doing in there. Probably eating it. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, a curry. Oh, man, good yeah. apple cores this time of night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just eating this garbage. Just <laughs> saran wrap. Just in my mouth. Whatever. Like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. Just a trash baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you you slip away uh, back in your, your, original, uh, your original costume. And uh, yeah, you can you can find Road in the crowd relatively easily. Yeah, Tech Tech. If Tech finds Road, they're gonna like tap her like on the back of the shade and just sister troubles, eh? Oh my God, I was looking for you. Where <laughs> where were you? Oh, I was looking for you, but I was finding you because I'm better at that. Hey, I, okay. Um, Is this for I'm me? Already... <laughs> This mine? Yeah, just yeah, yeah have it. Yeah. There you go. Nice, thanks. You go. Great, cool. Just like shoves it into the into the like zipper area of the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you gonna go this into this? This doesn't have a like pocket, though. Well, I could wear the other outfit, but there was like a lot of blood on it. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Right. And I mean, when you say that, we we cut to the alley. And we see one of the arresters like holding your bloodstained clothes and being like, Inspector Triska, look. And like they look over and this is your bloody clothing you, in the trash. I don't know. Did you murder someone? No, because you explicitly you told me someone? you explicitly told me not to murder anybody. <laughs> but then somebody else got to murder them. Why is that fair? Why would I lie about that? You know, whenever I murder somebody, I immediately take responsibility for it. And a selfie. (laughs) (laughs) So many selfies. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, I would tell you if I killed someone. Yeah, it's it's funny because the game the game has rules for rolling to see if someone is lying, but it doesn't have any skill for trying to convince someone you're telling the truth when you are. <laughs> like it's just not, it's not. You're like it's the truth. Come on. Um, yeah. So I mean, I feel like if if Tech is saying that they that they didn't kill someone, usually it's the inverse. They're bragging about having killed someone. So you're, exactly. I feel like you're probably pretty That's safe. True. Great detail. Yeah, believing them in this case. Now, like, did I kill them? No. Am I sorry they're dead? Also, no. Am I going to apologize it? <laughs> no. I'm not going to apologize. Also, there was a person with blue eyes. Also, I'm hungry. Okay, a person with 
blue eyes mm-hmm. was murdered. Murdered? They were the murderer? Yeah, and okay, you so did remember, were... you did see them do some kind of thing where they like pulled the the like magic whatever out of their brain before they... Before oh, they yeah, it. yeah. They pulled like a blue loogie out of their brain. It was super gross. A blue... Yep. Blue... Rud, can you make, a, make an arcana check? Yeah. Tack knows nothing about magic. Yeah. Why is this happening? I need to okay. reset my whole life. Another, another eight. <laughs> another Why eight. Which is a great, a great roll. A good, I'm refreshing a the page. That's <laughs> like I'm slogging out. <laughs> yeah, you're there. Nope. You don't have any idea what in the heck that's about. I don't know. Okay. Um, Makes two of us. All right. So mm-hmm. you, you didn't murder anybody. Mm-hmm. Nope, not this time. Not today. So then Wait, how what, did you... What time is it? <laughs> you can only benefit from one long rest every 24 <laughs> hours, but you can kill as many people as you want. <laughs> I was like, it's like, is it daylight savings time? <laughs> not today, TBD. Yeah, I mean... I don't want to. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I don't actually know about the situation vis-a-vis like sunrise and sunset, and like does the sun <laughs> spin around in a circle? Like Ravnica is a flat plane, I think it's not. I a have sphere. this PowerPoint that you might. Okay, be- okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I I haven't killed anyone at this party. Okay. Yeah. But, all right. Well, I'm glad because the yeah. party hasn't even started yet. So yeah. do you want to just kill someone before the party? Get in line. Get in line. Get in line. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Line. Yeah. 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 Let's go. All right. Can I have a tiny cake? Do I have a tiny cake? Are there? Do I look? Well, if I'm in there, the pockets on the there, earth, there is there think? is going to be there's going to be all sorts of non-threatening uh, uh, appetizers inside the Senate uh, event. I'm loath to call it a party because it's not. Tack doesn't get invited out in public often, so yeah. Tack has no way to know. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect whenever Tack's mom went to work events, Tack was not invited. So. Yeah, yeah. I think Tack, like you're you're out in the plaza right now, so you see uh, you see some kid walk by with like a Niv Mazette balloon in one hand and like eating some cotton candy. Uh, there are, are vendors parents? all around. Where are the parents? Uh, like near ish. Let me let me roll a negligence check for the parents. <laughs> <laughs> let me just see how negligent. I just I want to see how are. easy it would be to. To like swipe out and grab. Oh, they're a not. They're not very cotton candy. They're not very negligent, but also you're very oh. stealthy. So if you want to, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> this this child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was say, the kid has a passive perception of like eight. So yeah, no. Problem. I took candy from a baby. Yeah. So what does that what does that look like? Do you? They have so it's cotton candy. So it's a it's a wooden like a thin wooden dowel that the candy has been wrapped the candy floss has been wrapped around on the end it looks like a big cloud and it's it's like magic candy floss so it's like sparkling and probably moves a oh little nice bit. i imagine I in the middle of this the middle of this like conversation the whispered mm-hmm. conversation tech doesn't even look at the kid just like <laughs> like grabs for this is can i reflect oh no don't do this little garbage hand yeah oh it's just filthy goblin hand just grabs a chunk of the Cool. Yeah, I mean, all we all we get is the kid looking back and making that face like, oh, I thought I had more cotton candy than this. <laughs> oh, well. And also, it smells like apple cores. Yeah, it weirdly smells like blood and garbage. Mm, delicious. 
So, yeah, you, you have access to the, to the party. You have tickets. You can get in if that's what you'd like to do. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we gotta. I don't, uh, let's go to a party. Yeah, Tack is dressed oh. like a Golgari janitor now. Oh. I'll just sneak in. That's also possible. Definitely. Uh, Tack looks around for like a janitor cart. I say, if you go around the back, I guarantee that there are a bunch of like disaffected Golgari teenagers smoking a cool. J, smoking a J, waiting, <laughs> yeah. to go, waiting to go back to wash dishes. Since Tack <laughs> definitely knows that, Tack's gonna be like, "I'll see you inside." <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, goes I got, around. I got this, and you you go around back. Okay. I was like, "See you inside." Oh, uh, if you don't see me steal anything, does it count? Yes. No, no, not in like a good way, in a bad way. Like, oh, I shouldn't steal anything. Tax already anything. like skipping Please. away on the sugar high. Rhoda's just quietly panicking because the entire plan involved around having at least one member of the Azorius Guild to like piggyback off of. And now she's just going in entirely alone. Yeah. Well, exactly. you should have thought about that now before you let me follow a murderer. <laughs> I didn't let you follow her. You didn't stop me either. <laughs> you walked away from me in my darkest I love, time. I, I love that this conversation is happening in two separate places and you're not actually talking to each other. You're just imagining, yeah, and then she would say, and then I'd say, and then they would say, uh-huh, and I'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, Tack is definitely, like, practicing the conversation around the, the argument that they're going to have later. Yeah. Okay, great. Like so, I do when I'm in my shower. So, Tack, you you make your way around, uh, around the back looking for uh, another way to get in. And uh, Road, with the the ticket in hand that your sister gave you, uh, you approach the uh, approach the front doors. And as you walk in, you see that there are uh, various uh, senators and their their spouses, uh, their families. They're all dressed up uh, for this event. Lots of them have um, like on their if the if they're in uniform, they have um, like medals like pinned to them from various. Uh, various conflicts uh, within the city, and it, it does seem to you that this is where all of the the kind of major. I mean, you haven't seen like the the Perun, the like leader of the Senate or anything, but they're obviously doing important stuff. But a significant number of very important uh, police functionaries uh, have arrived for uh, for this honoring of uh, of Dovin Ban, and so uh, you approach the uh, approach the front door, holding your holding your ticket. And we uh, and we we fade out to uh, to our break there. And when we get back, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see where Torgor and, and Winninger end up. I, I imagine you're going to come and try to catch up with uh, with these two, and then Road and <laughs> Road and Tech will get you inside, and we'll see the party. So stick around. We will be right awesome. back. <laughs> 